Ruth chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1. Let's pray and we'll dig in. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for this story of Ruth. And I pray that you would help us as we study these words tonight. Let your Holy Spirit speak to us through these words. God, you know what's going on in our lives. You know things that we're struggling with, we're worried about, whatever it may be, dear Lord. I pray that there may be something in your word that we see tonight that would be good for us right now, something we can take when we leave this place and we can uh, find some encouragement in your word and some guidance in your word tonight. So I pray that you would help me as I preach and teach. Just hide me behind the cross and keep me humble, dear Lord, and help me to open my mouth and speak words that come from you tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we have... We have seen Ruth and Naomi and their struggles as widows as they have returned to the land of Israel. And as they are there, Naomi uh, and, and Ruth encounter Boaz. Uh, Ruth ends up picking, uh, gathering crops from Boaz's field, some leftovers. Naomi realizes that Boaz is what's referred to as a family redeemer, that is, one who had the ability to to take care of the family, to to purchase the family land and to take care of the family that remained and to carry on the family name. That was the, the uh, duty of the family redeemer. And Boaz, being a relative of Elimelech, that is Naomi's husband who had passed away, Boaz was a family redeemer, but he was not the first in line. There was somebody who was a family redeemer who was more closely related to Boaz, or excuse me, to Limelech. And so that closer family redeemer had the, 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 uh, the option. It was really their, 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 their duty uh, should they choose to do it. And the closest family redeemer should have, of course, uh, chosen to accept that, that duty. Uh, but Boaz says, look, we have to make sure that this family redeemer that is closer than I is going to do this. If he chooses to do this, then he will be the redeemer. If he does not choose to do this, then Boaz says, I will be the redeemer. Now, Ruth had gone before Boaz and she had she had humbled herself before him and she had, you know, pointed out to him, look, you are our family redeemer. And and Boaz is willing to fulfill this role and fulfill this obligation and take care of Ruth and take care of Naomi and 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 take care of this family land and continue the family name for Naomi's family. But we left off last week with Boaz saying, we have to talk to this other closer family redeemer first. We have to see what he's going to say. So when Ruth returned home to Naomi and told her what Boaz was going to do, Naomi said, okay, he'll take care of it. He'll get this done today. He will get this done. And so that's what we see as we start uh, in verse 1 tonight. Ruth chapter 4 verse 1. Boaz went to the gate of the town and sat down there. Soon, the family redeemer Boaz had spoken about came by. Boaz called him by name and said, Come over here and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Then Boaz took ten men of the town's elders and said, Sit here. And they sat down. He said to the redeemer, Naomi, who has returned from the land of Moab, is selling a piece of land that belongs to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should inform you. Buy it back in the presence of those seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you want to redeem it, do so. But if you do not want to redeem it, tell me so that I will know. 
because there isn't anyone other than you to redeem it, and I am next after you. I want to redeem it, he answered. So Boaz uh, is, is doing the right thing here. He could have slipped in there and he could have uh, redeemed Naomi and Ruth should he have chosen to if he would have been underhanded, but he knew that if he was going to do it the right way, there was a family redeemer before him, and he sat there at the city gate waiting for this, this other redeemer to come by. We don't have his name, but, but when this other redeemer comes by, Boaz calls to him by name. He says, look, look, come over here, come over here. And he gathers up 10 elders, and these elders are going to be witnesses to what is going to take place. And Boaz begins to tell this family redeemer what's going on. He says, look, you know, Naomi is back, and, 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 and we are brothers to Elimelech. Now, when he says brothers there, he's not meaning biological brothers. He's simply meaning a family member when, when the term brothers is used there. So Boaz says, look, we are, we are his brothers. He is a brother to us, and, and he has died, and Naomi is back, and she is selling a piece of land, or some translations say sold a piece of land. The original language there could really go either way. Uh, but, but that was the responsibility of the Redeemer that we saw in the Old Testament law. Part of, part of the reason why God established this, this Redeemer system that he had established was so that families could keep their land. That was something that was important to God, that, that if a family had land, they would keep that land, and that a family bloodline would continue on, and that land would stay in that family. And so whether Naomi had sold the land already or was selling the land is really unimportant because if a widow in this instance were to sell the land to have money to survive and live on, that might be one reason why a widow would sell the land. Well, it was still the family's land, and that's where the family redeemer comes in. If, if Naomi sold the land for a price and a debt was owed for her to get the land back, well, it would fall on the family redeemer. When the family redeemer came in, the family redeemer would pay the price necessary and the land would come back to the family. The land was going to stay in the family. Uh, that, was, that was apparent in, in, the, in, in the Old Testament, the way things were set up. So eventually, even if a family member had sold, and, had sold land, it was intended by God for the family redeemer to come in and buy that land back. And so whether Naomi had already sold this land or was in the process of selling it, it was going to fall to the family redeemer to take this land. And Boaz tells this to this guy who is closer in line, and he says, look, what do you want to do? Do you want to redeem this land that Naomi's got? Do you want to redeem it, uh, Elimelech, our, our, our relative? And he says, yes, I want to redeem it. Okay, so let's see what happens as we continue along. Verse 5. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi... You will also acquire Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the deceased man, to perpetuate the man's name on his property. The Redeemer replied, I can't redeem it myself, or I will ruin my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption, because I can't redeem it. So, the guy says, yeah, I'll, I'm willing to buy the land. I'll take the land. That's pretty pretty natural. We'd probably do that too if we had an opportunity to, to get some, some more land. That's a, a good thing to have. And so the guy said, yeah, I'll, I'll redeem the land. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. But Boaz says, oh, and there's one more thing. 
not only is the widow Naomi on the land, but Naomi's son also died, and, and his wife is there with Naomi. So when you redeem uh, Elimelech's land, when you redeem Elimelech's family, you are also going to get Ruth, and it is up to you to perpetuate the family name, to keep it going on. Now, that was part of what the family redeemer would do. The family redeemer would marry uh, the widow, in this case, and if the widow had a child, the first child that the widow had uh, would, would be a child that would be accredited to, to the dead husband, and he would carry on the family name. So even though biologically it would not have been Ruth's first husband's son, in the case of the family redeemer, the first son that Ruth would have, should she have one, would be uh, the, the original family name would be attributed to that son and that son would carry on the family name. So when Boaz explains to this, this redeemer, uh, oh, oh, by the way, you're also going to get Ruth, uh, he says, hold up, wait a minute. I, I, don't, I don't want that. That's more than I'm bargain, bargaining for here. And he says, look, I cannot do it or, or I will redeem my own inheritance. Now, it's hard for us to know exactly what this redeemer meant here when he said he would, he would um, ruin his own inheritance. Perhaps whatever it was, there was something in his mind that he assumed that if he, if he took on this, this land of Elimelech and he took on Naomi and Ruth, that in some way that was going to make his life worth, worse. Now, perhaps he already had a wife and he, he feared that if he, he took on this other wife and had children uh, with Ruth that it was going to cause problems or it was going to cause tension. Uh, perhaps he didn't view the land as very valuable, and he certainly didn't, didn't think having a, a foreign wife uh, in Ruth, the Moabitess, was a very valuable thing. Perhaps he thought that would, uh, being married to a foreign woman would disgrace him in some way. Uh, it's hard to know what he means here, but for whatever reason, when he finds out Ruth is involved in this, in this transaction, he says, I cannot do this. He says, I will not redeem it. I cannot redeem it. Now, this is good news. This is no doubt what Boaz was hoping to hear. And this is certainly what Ruth and Naomi were hoping to hear because Boaz was a good man. We have seen that uh, throughout this text. He is a godly man. He is a good man. He is a honest man. And it is clear that he cares about Ruth and that he cares about Naomi. So it is likely that Boaz was very excited to learn that this family redeemer that was first in line was unwilling to fulfill his duty and obligation. Now that's not a good thing for the man who, who refused to do this. The first family redeemer, he should have been willing to do this. This was his responsibility. This is what God called him to do. And so the fact that he rejected his duty and his obligation here to be the family redeemer is, is a knock against him. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad thing for the guy who did that. But we see that it's a good thing for Boaz, and ultimately it's going to be a good thing for both Ruth and Naomi. Let's continue on in verse 7. At an earlier period in Israel, a man removed his sandal and gave it to the other party in order to make any matter legally binding concerning the right of redemption or the exchange of property. This was the method of legally binding a transaction in Israel. So the Redeemer removed his sandal and said to Boaz, Buy back the property yourself. Now this is an odd, an odd thing that they did here. 
it says that it was a tradition in those days when property was going to change hands that, that, that the person who was, who was getting rid of the property would take his sandal off and give it to the other person. Now, that seems like a crazy thing, and, and, and it's hard to find out exactly why they did that. I'm not sure exactly where that comes from or what the reason was that they did that. We don't have much information about that other than it tells us here that at an earlier time, this is how they used to do things. This is how deals were done. And so for whatever reason, that was how they chose to do it. And so to seal the deal, this family redeemer took off his sandal uh, to give it to Boaz and said, look, take back the property for yourself. It is yours. Wouldn't it be interesting if that's the way we close deals today? If when you bought a new piece of property or when you bought a new car or something, you, you took off your shoe and you gave it to the other person. That would be a weird thing. Uh, but we don't do that today. Uh, whatever, whatever reason they did it for then, perhaps that was an ancient Israelite bill of sale or something. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, the deal was done and, and Boaz was certainly a happy man, I'm sure, as well as Ruth and Naomi. Verse 9, Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses today that I am buying from Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech, Shilion, and Malon. I will also acquire Ruth the Moabitess, Malon's widow, as my wife, to perpetuate the deceased man's name on his property so that his name will not disappear among his relatives or from the gate of his home. You are witnesses today. The elders and all the people who were at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is entering your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built the house of Israel. May you be powerful in Ephrathah and famous in Bethlehem. May your, may your house become like the house of Perez, the son to Marbor to Judah. Because of the offspring the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz says, Look, you guys are witnesses here today. You are, you, are, you are seeing what is taking place. I am going to redeem Elimelech's family, his land, his family, his deceased sons. I am redeeming Elimelech's wife, and I am redeeming his son's wife because they are deceased. I am willing to pay the price for them. Now, this is a beautiful thing here that we see Boaz do. He was, he was redeeming Ruth and Naomi. He was paying a price for them so that they could be provided for, so that they could be protected. And he was willing to do that. Uh, in the story, the other family redeemer who had the opportunity was not willing to do that. But Boaz says, I am willing to pay the price. Now, when we think about Boaz as a family redeemer and we think about how he points to Jesus Christ, we need to think about the fact that Jesus did the same thing for us. Now, when we think about our own sins or we think about the sins of others, it is unlikely that, that we would be willing to die for the sins of others. If you were to look at me and I were to write down a list of my sins over my life, which would, which would be long, fill up this building a hundred times over, if you were to look at all of those sins and I were to say, hey, you know what, I don't want to die. I'm, I'm going to die. The wages of sin is death. I mean, these are all the sins I've had. I don't want to die. Would you die for me? Chances are you probably would say, I'm not going to die for you. That's absurd. You, you, you pay the price for your own sin. But that's exactly what Jesus did. He saw all of my sin. 
He saw all of your sin. He saw all of the sin of all of the world. And he said, I am willing to redeem you. I am willing to pay the price. Let it be known in front of all of these witnesses that I am paying the price so that you can redeem, be redeemed. I am paying the price so that your name can live forever. That's what, that's what Boaz was doing. He was saying, I'm willing to pay the price so that the family name can continue on forever. I'm willing to perpetuate the name of those who have died so that their name will live forever. And when Jesus died on the cross for us, he says, look, I'm willing to pay the price so that you can live forever, so that your name can, can go for eternity and eternity and eternity. And Jesus may not have uttered the same type of words that Boaz did, but he didn't have to say those words because Jesus told us that on the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, that's exactly what he was saying. I'm willing to pay the price. You are worthy. I'm willing to be your protector. I'm willing to be your deliverer. I'm willing to be your redeemer. Not because of anything that you've done, but because I love you, because I see you are in need. And Jesus says, I am willing to redeem you. I am willing to pay the price. And praise the Lord, he did because there's no one else who, who would have wanted to and there is no one else who could have. It was only Jesus who was, who was sufficient enough to step up and pay the price for our sin and who was capable of paying the price for our sin. He is our redeemer. And as beautiful it is as it, as it is that Boaz was the redeemer of Naomi and Ruth, how much more beautiful is it that Jesus is our Redeemer? Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for this beautiful story. We thank you for Boaz. We thank you for the willingness we see that he was willing to step up and say, I will pay the price. I will redeem. I will take care of you. And dear Lord, when we think about the beauty of Boaz, let us think even more about the beauty of Jesus who said the same thing for us, who saw that we were hopeless and helpless and in need, dear Lord. He saw that we were overcome by our sin and doomed to death. But dear Lord, we thank you that he paid the price. We thank you that he gave his life on the cross so that we could be redeemed, dear Lord. We thank you for giving us one who loves us. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.